You're listening to the Build Shaves Podcast, presented by Midco Sports Network. The fall sports season has arrived, and Midco SN has it covered with live college and high school football, volleyball, and soccer from around the region. Plus, the return of the area's best high school football show, Varsity Sports Live, on Friday nights at 10.30, and Midco Sports Tonight, daily at 6.30. Midco Sports Network, this is how we do sports, and this is the Build Shaves Podcast. Welcome to another edition of the Bill Shaves Podcast, episode number five. Taping this on a Tuesday morning, post-Labor Day, September the 4th. Bill Shaves, head of athletics here at the University of North Dakota. David Folsky, producer extraordinaire. I'm Alex Heinert with Midco Sports Network. Great to have you with us. Great to be here on a yes. post-Labor Day Tuesday with the fall ahead of us and good things to come. Yeah, this, it always... Uh after Labor Day feels like a demarcation line a little bit, and now we really are into the school uh, uh, school year and, uh, and a lot of games that, to talk about. Had a, had a really good weekend, and uh, obviously a lot of games to look forward to uh, heading into this week. How was your Labor Day weekend, by the way? What, what did you do? Um, I, you know, came in a bit, uh, a little bit, um, did a, did some, a little bit of yard work, a little bit, um, watched some games on Saturday, Saturday, obviously when you're playing on a Thursday, gives you an opportunity to, to take a peek at some of the other schools yeah. that we're going to be playing this year. So I was able to do that. Obviously Washington's really good. I mean, that was a really, really high level game between that. It was like, seriously, it was like they almost like left off from last year. And that was like a final four game. Those two defenses were flying around and, you know, it was just, it kind of feels a little bit, maybe a little bit that the defenses are ahead of the offense, just a little bit. I don't know. I, I, around the country as I watched, but um, it was a really good game. Obviously we've got our hands full in Seattle this week, but I know our guys will be excited about I mean, it's a beautiful environment. It's awesome uh, college football environment. And again, as I always say each and every time, you know, we've played an FBS game here for the last X amount of years. It's not a best of seven. It's not a That's best of right. five. It's not a doubleheader. And so it's <laughs> 60 minutes. And so we go there and, you know, uh, our guys will be excited about it. And uh, you just never know. That's why you go play the game. Yeah, that game against the Huskies for Bubba Schweigert's squad coming up on Saturday at 4 p.m. Central Time, 2 p.m. Pacific. It, it's, uh, it'll be fun. I think it'll be one of those games that these guys will remember for a long, long time. Yeah, I mean, there's no doubt. There, there's no doubting the fact that... Th- this group will always remember this particular event and environment. And, uh, you know, obviously it's their home opener, so they're going to be excited and, uh, um, you know, we're, we're going to go and, uh, we'll, we'll go, we'll go do our thing. And, uh, you know, I was uh, excited about, you know, how we started the season. Obviously it was a, uh, um, you know, to some degree, uh, when you think of college football and you'll, I'll give you a trivia question between you and David here, as you were thinking through this, is this really the only sport that doesn't have a, a preseason game? I, I don't know. I, I was thinking, trying to think of, of anybody else that really has not done something ahead of time. You could argue the Premier League, but they do have stuff. They have friendlies. Up. Yeah, they have a lot, they have of, things a lot of preseason up. friendlies. Yeah. So, so how many sports really, you just, you're right into it. And, you know, you need, we needed that game. You could just tell, um, you know, there were some things that we did in the second half that uh, I give uh, Mississippi Valley uh, credit in the first half that they were, you know, doing some things. And then we made some adjustments at halftime. And so, um, but we needed that game. 
we, we definitely did. And, uh, you know, now uh, we're kind of off and running and, and kind of away we go. Yeah, football's 35-7 win over Mississippi Valley State back on Thursday. Really the start of a perfect Labor Day weekend of sorts for North Dakota athletics. A, a lot of wins, both at home and away. You couldn't really start off the fall much better than what UND did. Yeah, it was a it was a great weekend. And, you know, we talked about it on the pod last weekend where volleyball went down to Texas and really challenged themselves. And uh, then we had, you know, schools coming in that had uh, had some success last weekend, you know, and again, based on the tournaments they were playing. And I, I thought we looked really uh, pretty darn sharp. Uh, you know, a lot of our young uh, young players uh, are, are, are going to get just better as, as they get experience and uh, and really not to drop a set in yeah. three matches. Mm-hmm. It's pretty good. So uh, so knock on wood, that's good. But, you know, again, back to challenging ourselves this week, though. So we'll uh, we'll head down to, to, to South Carolina and uh, and see what we can do. And uh, as as we host, uh, excuse me, as we go and, and play at Clemson on Saturday and then uh, prior to that, Troy and UAB. Yeah, a lot of good things coming on the way. You, you talk about the home portion and again, volleyball starting off so strong with the UND Classic beating Eastern Washington, Western Carolina, Louisiana Tech. You know, I think because some of those games were at noon, I think it was still, I think, surprising for some people how many people showed up to support this team at noon on a workday at home. There's just so much great support for this volleyball program, no matter when they're playing. Yeah, it's awesome. The, the uh, you know, and again, uh, depending on where you are in, in your life, right? I mean, if you've gotten beyond, let's just say, we'll use the, uh, the number 60, uh, beyond 60, maybe you've retired. And you know what? noon is an awesome time That's a good to start. You know what I mean? That, that could have worked right into your schedule. And so, you know, in some ways, you know, that those, those starts, um, I think are neat. I mean, for us to do occasionally, it's probably not something you want to do all the time, you know, because you want to try to get as many folks as possible, but that segment, so to speak, was probably excited. There was a noon site. Yeah. That goes back to when you were talking last week about the Alara center making upgrades. And when you're thinking about not just a certain population, not just the college kids or the families, but you think about the entire population of your fan base, even though this maybe isn't a great thing for someone that's, you know, 36 and has a job and can't maybe get away over a long lunch hour. This is perfect if, you know, you're kind of that, that blue plate special generation that has a chance to swing over and take advantage of this. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, you're, you're at a point where, boy, it's light outside. It's a it's great time of the day. And, uh, um, and then you get to, get to see some neat volleyball. I mean, you do it in a couple different sessions. So, uh, yeah, it, it worked out great. And, uh, you know, I, I give credit to our staff. You know, they, they, they had to grind through. You know, these are some of those uh, long, long weekends. Days. Oh, yeah, long weekends. And, you know, you just, uh, you know, I try to as best as I can. I just stay out of their hair, so to speak. <laughs> I mean, I just they, they got their thing they got to do. And it, it's a, um, you know, it, it I, I appreciate what they do. How about that? Yeah, well, I think people people around this town, I think, really appreciate and understand. Maybe they don't understand completely what goes into putting on when you've got a volleyball match at 1130 and then a football game across town at 630 and you got to do it all again the next day and it's a lot there's a lot going on there is and I and you know not to put David on the spot here but you know and maybe he might want to weigh into this to some degree is you know there's such good work going on as far as being able to watch our our games Um, but the, the couple things that I would say that you'd need to think through is you you'd want it you'd want to make sure you're part of the UND insider 
that that's one part portion of it and and that's kind of a su- subscription based uh, opportunity and, and so that gets you the opportunity to, to watch some of our sports then you've got nchc tv which then it gives you kind of the hockey piece of the puzzle and we're still into the world of um tell me if i'm wrong we're still into pluto as far as the big sky is concerned and that is more uh, not subscription based so there's not a paywall up at this point no, that's in time. a free yeah still a free thing through that yes, yeah sir. and so so all that to be said you know and again maybe there's a deeper dive conversation to make sure that people understand how to to access these things but you know it's not it's not as simple for people <laughs> but but there's a lot of great content out there yeah it's not yeah the the consumption of all of UND athletics from an online perspective you do kind of have to Go, go around. You have yeah, to navigate. navigate a little. That's a, that's a good word to use. There's a couple different sources, but uh, like you said, you and the insider is a great place to start, and and that that website can direct you to where you need to go, and that Twitter account, that all all those types of things. That's the one nice thing I think. If you're if you're curious, hey, I can't make a game, but I really do want to watch, or my team's on the road, how can I follow? You know, following these programs on Twitter and, and checking in on the website is a great way to kind of get started and figure out. Is this an ESPN3 thing? Is this a Pluto TV thing? Do I have to pay for something? Where, where is this coming from? Yeah, it, it, it's just, um, it, it, it's maybe never easy because there's just different portals you can get to. But I guess if you're patient enough or ask the right questions with whomever, you'll probably be able to find it if you, if you so uh choose to to want to find it do we hit everything okay there david or, or do we miss anything okay he's giving us a nod of approval <laughs> G- generally he's just giving me that that general nod we didn't give good. dave a mic this week so non-verbal okay. communication is going to be important that's right that's right <laughs> well football obviously got off on the right note volleyball did as well at home soccer on the road a great trip over to montana they yeah. took on idaho at a neutral site and got their first ever victory against that program one nothing and then tied with montana in a, in a scoreless draw the, uh, two days later and these are these are great things for this program when you still have gone four yep. matches and have not conceded a goal now you've played with teams that are kind of on your caliber yep. and had success and now they get to come back home things are really rolling now for that program i think so and and i thought uh what coach logan said after the game and and, and only the way um how should i say that um uh, football folks will say it was a fair result in some ways i mean i i think at the end they're they're potentially could have been a call inside the box that that might have gotten us a penalty kick maybe but i'd also suggest to you over the course of time i think montana probably had the better of play if you will so you know i think the way he described it as a fair result is probably exactly right and so you know to get out of there um one oh and one and now kind of head home and give ourselves a chance to to play uh at home is exciting and uh i'm excited for the program you know i mean i think there should be no reason why that and, and again i don't and again i'm not sure what everyone's goals are i mean i would assume that goal one is always to try to be as competitive as possible in the conference and try to win the conference but if i'm this team i'm excited right now as you're moving forward yeah i believe a 380 minute scoreless streak and that's yeah and that's been kind of spread over olivia swenson has gotten the start now every game yeah um and but Catherine klein has played a little bit and she was an all-conference performer last year in goal they've got a great problem that they've got two 
you know, all conference type goaltenders they can pick from. Yep. And right now, Swenson is getting the nod and she's getting the job done with the defense in front of her. And now she gets to do it at home. They'll play at East Grand Forks coming up on Wednesday against Minnesota Duluth. And they play Bemidji State coming up on Sunday at East Grand Forks. So you sort of are playing down, but these are two very good programs in the NSIC that will come and challenge North Dakota this That's week. That's right. And, and some of the things, just so you know, that we've spoken administratively is that um, it, it'll be a bit tricky on Wednesday uh, over at East Grand Forks uh, because the school's in session. And so it's a one o'clock kick. And so uh, just know that our marketing staff and communication staff is going to try to get some uh, information out as to maybe the best ways to, to go about parking. And so uh, that could be challenging. Obviously, Sunday at two o'clock should be not a problem. Good to know. A couple home matches coming up for soccer. We also mentioned, again, the, the perfect weekend extended into the cross-country course. The, yeah. the men and women did very well down in Fargo yep. with the Bison Open. Uh, women finishing second, the men third. Some really good times on the women's side. And Dick Clay, who opens up his 34th year, a little news regarding the head coach of the cross-country program here at UND, Bill. Yeah, you know, as we're uh, sitting here at uh, you know, almost 11 o'clock on, on Tuesday, and, and, and I know we are always a day after, so the pod will get uh, released on, on Wednesday tomorrow, uh, uh, Dick Clay will have announced his retirement at the end of the school year. So uh, that's going to come out. Uh, that's going to come out this afternoon. He's going to uh, tell the team at 3.30, and then we'll have a release out at 4. And, you know, when I got here in March, you know, I met with all of the head coaches, met with a lot of different folks, and, and, and obviously, you know, Dick's, Dick's contributions to UND for this length of time has been incredible. And I, you know, as he sat literally in the chair that you're in right now and the chair that I'm in, I, I just wanted to learn from him as far as what was happening and you know you tell me you know you tell me what's happening and you tell me what's uh going on and um and then he 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 mentioned to me that it was at least in his thoughts at that point in time came back to me later in the spring and said you know i think it's the right time i think it's right um but i want to do it right and uh it's 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 kind of a neat thing for him because he gets to go back and and, and face all of those coaches who a lot of them are still there from the ncc days and so he kind of goes to the summit and is able to uh, do that circle, if you will, with all those folks. And he's just had an unbelievable career. And uh, we've been so you know, blessed to have him. And, uh, but what's, what's cool about it is we've got him for the rest of the year. Right. So that, so that, that, you know, so all that to be said, um, you know, I think he's doing it as well as you can do it. So uh, we're excited about it. Yeah. Dick, who came to UND in 1985, was the head track and cross country coach for a long time. Transitions back in 2011, just to kind of take over the cross country side of things. Seven time NCC coach of the year, a couple national champions on his resume. He's had a tremendous run literally here at the University of North Dakota. It'll be odd not having him a part of this program, but you know he'll still be around, I think, in the years to come, even after this retirement finishes. I think so. Yeah, we, you know, we've actually discussed, you know, what maybe he might be able to do departmentally as well. So more to come, and it's it's not an urgent, we're not in an urgent uh, situation at this point, which is great. Uh, but, you know, anytime you have someone that has, has seen it all literally over the, uh, over three decades, you know, you value and cherish those folks. And, uh, and you know, his contributions are, are tremendous. And, uh, you know, we're going to miss them for sure. But I do think it provides opportunity for others. And, uh, and we'll go from there. 
Dick, by the way, started at the University of North Dakota the same year that I was born. So just to give some perspective on how long Dick has been a part of the fabric here and the athletics department, Dave wasn't even a twinkle in his parents' eye back in 1985. <laughs> so, so really, uh, the the person feeling very old in this podcast oh, right now is, is sitting maybe, here. Uh, maybe you know, Bill so James. really, really do appreciate that, <laughs> Alex and David. It's a really great. Bill, you were you were in middle school, right? In '85, right? Yeah, just, just no, yeah. Turning, no. I hate to say I was maybe, in college. Maybe not. So well, there you yeah, go. So okay. you know, but at the end of it all, he, it, it is a neat run. And uh, I know we're using that kind of no, really no pun intended. And, and just to be there that long at, at a place, it just it speaks volumes in so many ways. And you don't see it all that often. But, you know, we were just, you know, really, really excited for him and that he made the decision. And obviously, tough, tough decision to make. For sure. Yeah. Well, congrats again to Dick on a, a tremendous career here at the University of North Dakota. And we wish him the best for the rest of this season. Because, again, he's got the full year left. The, the farewell tour, if you will is going to be a good one, I think, for this cross The farewell program. tour probably needs to include this pod at some point. In time. I think that would be fantastic. I'm you know? 100% on board with that. I mean, we, we have time, but, yeah. uh, but, uh, yeah. but, I th- but we, we could dedicate at least a pod to Dick because he could probably go down a lot of different paths with us, which would be neat. <laughs> that would be fun. Look forward to that coming up in the next month or two. We yeah. get a chance to come and pick Let's do Dick's it. brain here in the Let's office. Let's do it. Good stuff. It. Yep. Good stuff. Uh, as we look around what else happened kind of this weekend from a national perspective. One of the big things that I wanted to touch base with you, Bill, on was the fact that we had a couple of major college football games called off because of weather. Not, you know, lightning just is kind of the one thing that you just can't do anything about. It's not like, you know, hey, we can play through the rain, we can play through the snow, but when people are kind of at risk and there's lightning strikes, you got to call the game off. And this happened both in Lincoln and in Ames this past weekend where Nebraska and Iowa State had to call off games. Iowa State calling off a game against South Dakota State, a team that we're going to be conference mates with in the summit, obviously future in the Valley. When those things happen from an athletics perspective, when you're the homeschool or you're the visiting program, talk me through what the conversations are like. What are you experiencing as an administrator when those things are going on? Well, not to break uh, the no-hitter here and knocking on wood, I've never been a part of of that. Now, I've been a part of some delays. And uh, in fact, uh, back in maybe it was 2000, hard for me, 13 maybe, uh, somewhere in that range, um, Eastern was down at Sam Houston and had about experienced about an hour and a half delay to begin the game. And so, uh, but then cleared up and was able to play. And so I think, you know, certainly there's always reasons why you sign contracts and, you know, there's always language inside uh, the the contract as far as, you know, dealing with uh, certain issues. And I guarantee you those four schools right now are having those conversations right now of how that looks because, I do think they thought about playing the next day, but the one thing we know, and you know, having been on trips with the football programs, this isn't like a basketball team where maybe it's you know less than twenty people rolling around. You're talking north of a hundred folks you, you, trying to figure that out. And I think one of the things I read, and it, it's it's just accurate, is like where do you put those folks at that that night? You know, it's just you're going to put them in five different hotels at that point because you're 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 flying back after the game. You've already made your arrangements. Your charter's leaving after the game. No different than us going to Seattle this weekend. I mean, I, we're going to play. We're going to kick it. We're going to come back after the game. And so if anything kind of goes left or right on us, you know, I, I'm not sure what kind of flexibility you actually have at that stage. And then in that sport, you're on to the next week. Right. Absolutely. 100%. You're on to the next week. And so so how do you kind of, you know, kind of, you know, 
get those things all figured out. It is tough. And so I think they're they're indicating that I believe Iowa State, now none of their buys match up either. So I think we've seen it over the course of the last several years. Occasionally these things happen. I think Idaho was went to Florida a couple of years ago That's and right. that got mm-hmm. uh, canceled. And, you know, and so all that to be said, uh, you know, it, it's 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 disappointing when it occurs, especially when there's so much buildup for the particular game and everyone's there and then you just don't play. But you got to take care of the safety of everybody. The Nebraska-Akron game, like that's the best way to describe it because they do the tunnel walk, you know, at, at Memorial Stadium. Yep. The crowd is just electric because this is scott frost's first game they come out i mean there's just did the balloons go they up? Did, there was yeah there was that just that atmosphere was unbelievable and uh like i got goosebumps watching it it was it was unbelievable and they do the opening kickoff and they call the game off and it was it was just such a deflating experience i think for everybody but like what do you do i mean you can't you can't try and press on when no it's you know it like that type of situation an act of God. I think that was the term that we heard a lot. Yes. If the game gets called off because of an act of God, this isn't either school's responsibility. We'll still honor this contract as it is. Because yep. now in the blowback, there are a lot of people I read in Nebraska who were like, well, we shouldn't pay this team. Like we wanted to play on Sunday and they didn't want to and all this stuff. But like you said, I'm not sure if the public realizes all that goes into the logistics of trying to get a football program on the road and getting them back home. Well, it's more complicated. Yeah, and, and I would say that part of the, you know, uh, part of the conversations I've had with folks, they say, well, you know, do you go on, who do you go on the road with? Or why do you go on the road? Well, a little bit different when you're again, less than 20, so to speak, let's even say 20 to 30. I mean, I, you know, you get, you get certain programs that are very insular in what they do and how they travel. And they have folks that, that kind of work that through for us. And, and, and away you go football is just, it, it's a big old machine and it's just got lots of moving parts. And if something were to occur you'd want to be on site if possible that that's kind of the way i always have looked at it and if something is going to go um it's going to go down like that you want to be there to be in those conversations but yeah i i felt for all of them involved i mean holy cow that's the last thing any of those schools wanted the last thing and so i feel for the fans but you got to be careful i mean safety comes first my first game at eastern i wasn't even on the clock yet and we had to uh empty the stadium because of hail-sized golf balls. Yeah, I mean, golf-sized golf ball sized hail was coming down. And, and, uh, <laughs> hail-sized golf balls would be worse, to be honest, I suppose. I, but you know, golf ball-sized hail wouldn't be fun either. No, either one of them is probably not great, <laughs> and you probably understood where we were going, which is good. But that was what we had to do, but fortunately it cleared out. I mean, but there it sounded like it wasn't cleared out. And the other piece was it wasn't going to be potentially great the next day. Right. Right. They've had, you feel for the people in Iowa and Nebraska and it's even in Illinois a little bit. I think they've had a lot of flooding in Wisconsin. Like there's just, it's, uh, it's not been a great weather week, unfortunately, not a good Labor Day nope. weekend in terms of weather for those places. So, nope. and we know up here what that's like when you get flooding. Woo, that's right. That's exactly right. South Dakota state, obviously not in action because of this USD nearly had a big FBS upset had, yep. was up 24 to 12 over Kansas state on the road in the fourth quarter. Yep. Couldn't quite get the job done. Other schools, though, in the FCS did complete that FBS upset. Five different programs, including a couple from the big sky, UC Davis beating San Jose State and Northern Arizona stopping 
UTEP. There were a couple eye-opening results around the FCS this weekend, Bill. There was. I, I thought I thought Nichols beating Kansas too was interesting. And uh, you know, anytime you know, it's almost like levels of of wins too. You you have an FCS school beating a Power Five school, you know, or you know, obviously in this case a Big Twelve school, but. It just, uh, you know, it happens every year, and, you know, the top of the FCS is on any one day can go in and have certainly a great day, and sometimes, you know, multiple great days uh, if that were the, the case, but you, you could see that those those teams belong on the field, and they played very, very well. We actually have a Midco Sports Network office in Lawrence, Kansas, and we cover the Jayhawks down there and do high school football, and we had joked with the people down there, they were, they were talking about the football season and how obviously Kansas football has not been very good for a long time. And they're, um, Kevin Romery, who's our, our play-by-play guy, he's the Alex Heinert of Lawrence. Gotcha. Um, <laughs> and uh, he was like, well, we got, we got Nichols State first. And he said, you know, I mean, we'll see. And I'm like, well, you know, they were a playoff team last year in the FCS. USD actually beat Nichols State in the first round of the FCS playoffs a season ago. And I think they sort of felt like, yeah, we're probably going to get beaten this game. Kansas being, from that perspective, we're concerned about this FCS team coming and beating us. And South Dakota State had beat KU a couple of years ago, too, in their house. And it proved to be that the case so there's a reason you fear the fcs that's the big hashtag yeah you can fear the fcs and i think like anything else you know you just in any sporting event right i mean you want to get on top of them as quick the longer that game goes you get into the second half and you've got a shot and you know obviously Nichols uh, has done a great job over the last uh, year or two and uh, that's a huge win for that program you and the opponents this past weekend going four and five to start things off. Big lopsided wins for Idaho State and Sacramento State over lesser opposition. Montana with a big win over UNI. They kind of had to hang on a hang little on. bit. They were up 26 nothing at half and then saw <laughs> saw the Panthers come roaring back there at 26-23 a final. But uh, Bobby Howe could get in the win in his first game back. And then we mentioned NAU over UTEP. Uh, obviously, the, the big one that we had our eyes on, and you mentioned it already, the Washington-Auburn game was uh, really a classic, a 21-16 battle really unique I think for UND to be able to watch their opponent on national television the week before they get to play them because of the Thursday night slate um, what did you make and we'll just talk about we talked about this earlier as well but what did you make of UND football and the performance on Thursday and what what do you think it will take to then build on that and try and go into Seattle and get a result against the Huskies yeah I, I think you know we like I said we needed the game uh, to kind of work some kinks out and I know we had some guys back from uh, injury from l- last year and uh, you know you're breaking in a new quarterback. I mean, there's just a lot of moving parts. And so I thought, you know, we did a good job specifically defensively in the second half, uh, you know, uh, shutting out uh, uh, Mississippi Valley. Because, I, you know, I think like any team, you're, you're going to do a good job coming in and, and prepping all all summer for your first uh, opponent. And, you know, they did some nice things in the first half. And, you know, first half was a little bit tough, I think, on both sides from a penalty standpoint, just a long first half and uh, hard to get a rhythm. I mean, it was just hard. I mean, it, it was the end of the first half, and and I looked over and, and, and mentioned it to somebody and just said, wow, this has been a long half. It really has been. And sometimes you just get into those games. So other than that, though, I think, it, it you know, we, we did what we needed to do, um, and, and now it gives us an opportunity to go play uh, in obviously a, just a, a phenomenal environment. And I, I know our guys will be uh, – they'll be ready. They'll be ready to go. Yeah, we've had some good conversations uh, yesterday, actually, with, with – uh, wide majority of the team we had a bunch of guys come through and just kind of do sit down interviews for uh, mid qsn's we should mention this day by day has been a really fun 
web extra that we've been doing for the UND football team through MidQuest and this year. It's a web series. Usually each episode is around seven minutes long or so, kind of focusing on different parts of the football team through fall camp. Um, check that out if you've not already. It's, it's a Kudos. lot of fun. It is, it is well done. Well done. It is a great, great thing. If you haven't seen it, please, uh, I, I, it's a, well worth your time. Yeah, it's on MidQuestN's YouTube page again, day by day. The new episode, by the way, comes out on Friday. Friday morning, we typically will be debuting these all season. But we were chatting with the guys yesterday for the show and kind of looking ahead to this week against Washington. And you got the sense, like, all, they all have, you know, they're treating this game like any other game. We're preparing like it's any other opponent. At the same time, you know that they are a little extra juiced to get to go and play the Pac-12 favorites on the road in what people consider the loudest college football environment in the country. There's just something special about games like this. It'll be fun. And uh, just it's picturesque, uh, just on the water. And it's just, it's it's really neat. It really is a great setting. So it's exciting for sure. And I think the weather's supposed to be beautiful. So, uh, you know, this is this is why you play. This is why you come to college and, and play, uh, you know, um, uh, you know, football and or any other sport. And it, it, it measures you. And I'm sure there's a little bit of a chip with our guys, you know, thinking that, you know, maybe they should be a 1A type player. And if that's if that's the case, at least for, uh, you know, a, a kickoff here at, at four o'clock, you know, we absolutely are. And so uh, uh, we're excited about it. Yeah, the Huskies were ranked sixth last week, lost to number nine Auburn. The rankings don't come out until a little later this afternoon because of the Monday night Florida State Virginia Tech blowout from last night they pushed the polls back a little bit today but so you when you hear this you'll know where washington is ranked. we would expect them to still be a top 10 team i would think so when you lose basically everybody says that with that game against auburn was a neutral site game but in georgia in auburn's backyard forty-five thousand auburn fans to like seven from washington it was it was a home game for the tigers essentially you can't yep. expect the huskies to drop back nope. too far in the polls because nope. of that so a good chance for you and you to play their first ever top 10 fbs opponent and again, a, a a game that I think people certainly within the program will remember for a long time. And I think the hope would be if you can stick with that team and make a good account for yourself, people are going to take notice. And if you come out of that game healthy, yep. this will be a huge victory for this program. Yeah, and every every game, you know, there's always, you know, it's a, such a physical sport. You just never know how the health piece is going to work. But I think it's going to be, uh, it, it'll be a fun, fun environment. And uh, our guys are looking forward to it. Yeah, we mentioned, of course, football taking on Washington, a Pac-12 team, volleyball taking on Clemson. Yep. Uh, there's just it's cool to see our teams and I think this is one of the big reasons why North Dakota made the jump to Division One. we get a chance to play with some yeah. of the premier programs in these sports in the country year after year and compete against these programs you know you go back into it I think each of the programs have the same goals in mind go win the conference right now football obviously for the next two years is going to be very difficult to do that since uh, they can't they don't have one okay to, yep. so there's that <laughs> but, but, uh, but certainly you can still make the playoffs but I think everybody else goes in with the thought of hey let's win our conference and you know what let's go get some experience and go go have some awesome opportunities at, at different environments and so uh this is one of them that certainly volleyball is going to have this weekend yeah well a busy week ahead again for each of those programs football volleyball soccer again with a couple of home matches coming up anything else going on in the und world bill that you'd like to touch on no i think i think we're uh i think we're good i know uh women's golf uh, uh um teetered up this past weekend and they're going to head to utah this week so uh so uh, a lot of a lot of programs in in motion so to speak but good. we're good 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 well we'll flip over from the a side to the to the b side and since this pod recorded last bill has experienced a a euphoric three nothing tottenham hotspur win over manchester united and then a kind of a blah two to one defeat against the hornets of watford who by the way are undefeated right now and on a perfect record so not not anything to be too 
chagrined about, but as Bill leans back in his chair and kind of pulls the face, or what have you been impressions been of the week that was in the life of a Spurs fan? So let's go philosophical here. <laughs> the losses hurt more than the wins yes. are, are better. <laughs> I mean, do, you know what they? they just do. I, you know, so that's a perfect reason why I think we all love sport is that you never know what's going to happen and you get pained more by losses than you do. I think maybe there's more of a sense of relief when you win matches or games. And so that's what happened. You know, I, I thought they, they, you know, and, and I predicted kind of a sneaky Tottenham loss last week to Manchester U, but I was in on the hopeful side that maybe they'd score the first goal and that's they what did. happened. Mm-hmm. And then, it, you know what, it worked out. But this past weekend, you, that's why you play the matches. You've got an upstart program that you know or team and elton john's in the stands so you got that too let's start there i mean you got sir elton john rolling in so uh former owner right doesn't own him now but uh half the stadium is named after him half the, the stadium sir we got, we got a stand we yep. got that mm-hmm. going on and so that there was a lot of things happening and uh they f- found a way to score the first goal even though they really didn't score the goal it was an own goal but that's okay still up one nothing then just did a really poor job finishing the deal and then l- allowed that stadium to get loud. And then once you do that, you're in trouble. And I give Watford credit. That was a gutty performance. You're right. They're 4-0. And they've, they, hey, good for them. They've, they've done what they had to do. That's a bad loss for the Spurs. But, you know, they've opened the season three, to- three games in four at, on the road. Um, and so they're still trying to figure out that whole home thing. I, don't, I haven't tracked where they are with that at this stage of the game. Uh, the last I saw was they were going to have to play more games at Wembley this year. Which is and, fine. And, that, you know, Daniel Levy, the chairman, has said, like, we're resigned to the fact that our stadium's not going to be ready when we wanted it to be. So we have Wembley, which is the national stadium of England where Spurs played all their games last yep. year. They're used to playing there, so it's not like it's a huge change. No. But tough when you're not at home, and they, they've not been able to be at home now for a now while. for a while. So yeah, I so all that to be said, your Liverpool got it done, uh, and and so we, yeah, we, yeah, and Chelsea. Got it Chelsea done did as well. as well. Yep. So Chelsea, Liverpool, and Watford of all teams tied atop the table. I guess Liverpool top because of goal difference, but those three are the only left in the unbeaten ranks. Perfect four zero and zero records as we head into the international break. And by the way, when you mentioned the losses hurting more than the wins feel good and those types of things. The Liverpool game, that was a sigh of relief. Like they were playing Leicester City, they were up 2-0 flying. Yes. And then our, our $65 million goalkeeper just got a little overconfident around the goal line. He's Brazilian and has a flair for these things and thought he could dribble around someone and, and uh, that didn't work out fell well. over and the ball was in the back of the net before you could know it. And it was very much a, thank goodness we pulled that out because things would have got real ugly if we would have let that one slip. But international break is here. And if you're not a soccer person, this happens. You get the the seasons are rolling. You've get you know, hey, league games going back, 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 and then all of a sudden we just take a break and we all we all go off to play for our country for a week. It's such a momentum killer every year, Bill, and it always happens early September. It just sucks the life out of all it, of the Premier League. It, it does. How long is this break for? This one's just just a week. So they'll take a week. They'll play two games. They'll come back in two weeks or so. And Spurs and Liverpool will play each other as I they know, come back. From I know. Break. Yeah. So I, it, it is just it is funny how it all works, but. Those guys, they play all year long. I mean, I physically pretty demanding as how that all plays itself out. So it'll be interesting. So I wonder where do the U.S. are? Are we having a U.S. friendly then? Or? We do the U.S. MNC. So the U.S. men's national team takes on Brazil on Friday and then plays Mexico on Tuesday. So some heavy hitter do, friendlies this, coming up. Do, do these matches matter when it comes nothing? 
it's nothing are, towards just just friendlies just friendlies just friendlies okay we're just figuring ourselves out <laughs> we're figuring our thing yeah um we're figuring things out with our with our interim manager dave sarakin who is who's our still, so so dave sarakin was the assistant to jurgen klinsman um, oh. maybe like the number three to jurgen and then when jurgen was fired and then when bruce arena was hired and then fired actually i'm sorry sarakin was actually the number three to to arena and then when arena lost his job when the u.s didn't qualify then sarakin has been put in charge and we were kind of waiting from a u.s perspective to hire a full-time head coach until after the world cup but why the, world, the world cup was over two months ago why we're still haven't just we done kinda, that i think you are know are we trying to figure it out like internally do you think there's like internal conversations about how we want to play probably and how, a little and how bit. we want to do some things because there's been some excitement when we did not make the World Cup, there were some folks, right? I mean, you know, whatever, Taylor Twellman or, or Alexi Lalas. I mean, obviously, the, and again, not that you can take viral rants and all that stuff, and how, but they were passionately disappointed as to where we are, I guess, as a, as a, as a program, right? There was fire and pitchforks, and yeah, there, and it really it was. So do you it think was that's a systemic what's going problem. on right now? Yeah, so um, Carlos Cordero, one of the interesting things about the U.S. setup right now is that they've got a new president in Carlos Cordero, who they, they just put in power. He won that election <clears throat> this past spring, winter. He hired Eddie Pope, who was a former player, to be the GM of the U.S. men's national team, essentially. And he's kind of in charge with Cordero and the rest of the governing body of hiring a coach. So I think it's just taken them a little bit longer to figure out the logistics. And also, too, I think, you know, they wanted to see who got fired after the World Cup. And now maybe they, a lot of the guys who they thought maybe would be available, who they could bring over, had successful World Cups and are now not going to leave their national team. So now they're thinking, well, maybe who's going to get fired from their club team? That can be a big name guy who we can bring in. They're still a long time out. I think they want to hire the right guy. They don't want to be in a rush because qualifiers for the next World Cup don't really start until next year. And Is that right? So they've got a little bit of time. So there, there isn't really any big concern that we've got still an interim guy in charge who is not going to be the manager. Who's your favorite? Well, I mean... You know, I think everybody really got excited when, um, you know, El Profesor, the Mexico national team manager. But he ended up going to where? Well, he's not gone. He's not gone anywhere. So, so that's what's interesting. Um, and I'm even I'm blanking on the poor man's okay, name right no, now. No, Juan fine. Carlos Osorio. I'm sorry, who has been the Mexican team manager for a while, who coached in MLS, who's Colombian. Okay. He's a guy that seems to have a, a lot of bright ideas and, and knows the American game and had a lot of success with Mexico. Although, again. For some reason, everybody just hated him there, but uh, a very smart guy that would probably be a, an upgrade, really, over some of the guys that we've had. But I think the fact that, like, oh, you're going to hire the Mexican national team manager to be the American team manager. Why not? Just, exactly. I think there's just this weird cloud of, like, well, you can't do that. Yes, you can. That's our arch rival. You can't do that. <laughs> but... <laughs> I don't know. UND hired the Eastern Washington athletics director to come. I, and then, yeah, that's worked out okay. Well, so. I don't know about that, but, but, but we're, you know, but, but we're, you know, I think you take the right, right, you know, we can go into hiring philosophies at this point in time, but it's got to be the right person, right time, right fit. And you know, if that's the right time, right fit for somebody that especially knows us, you know, and the other piece of that puzzle, and again, I wasn't tracking on any of all of this, but you know, they would, he'll know better than anyone what you know potentially the issues are if there are issues and yeah, there, there are there, there are has some, to be yeah, because yeah. we didn't make it mm -hmm. so that's interesting yeah so all that to be said um on brighter notes the the red Sox are, are floating uh yes. where they need to be and you know if you can just push each week 
now with the Yankees, you're in pretty good shape. Yeah, I think the last time we talked, uh, there was a, a five-game advantage in the last column. Like Things had really shrunk a little bit. Now we're back to eight and a half. There's a little more breathing space. Socks have kind of righted the ship. Yanks are kind of... Same, same kind of thing, playing 500 ball right now. They're both sort of just coasting a little bit towards October. And if you're a Red Sox fan... The fact that you're the team that's closest to you now is also kind of on cruise control. That probably works out okay. Yeah, it does. And I think I think sales going to be back and uh, price is going to be coming back. So I think pretty good shape with that. Rodriguez had a great start off the DL, so 12, 12 Ks. So um, all that to be good. It'd be interesting to see what uh, uh, Andrew McCutcheon has left in the tank. Yeah, Yanks with a big splash there, bringing him over from Pittsburgh. Was he at uh, Pittsburgh? Giants. No, he had moved on to the Giants. That's yeah. right. Um, one other B-side topic for you. NFL starts yeah. this week. We talked a little bit a couple weeks ago about the Steelers. Your team kind of keeps making headlines. Le'Veon Bell still is not quite signed his $14 million franchise tender. Is there any concern with that situation? Everybody says that he's going to be fine. He'll show up and he'll be great. He missed all of preseason last year and still had an all-pro campaign. Yeah, I'm not worried. I mean, I'm not worried about him once he shows up. He'll be in great shape. But I, you know, I don't know. I Everyone keeps saying the NFC seems to be far far better uh greater than than the afc i don't know about that we'll see what happens there um but i don't know they they got to go to cleveland this week i mean i you know (laughs) cleveland you would think that you know you get it done but they'll be all fired up and who knows how that plays itself out i love ramon foster who's one of your guards on the team had a great quote that said we got other things to worry about than other guys money so we're not worried about this whole situation being a distraction with Le'Veon. and he's like we'll be fine and then he, he mentioned we've got cleveland to worry about and I'm not sure if that was an ironic quote. I don't think so. I think that, you know, hey, at the there's end of the day. There's a little buzz. There's a little buzz about the Browns. There's a buzz. And they have a, they have a roster. They're 53. I mean, they've got draft picks there. I mean, so, you know, if they can kind of figure it all out. they You know, they, they've been always been just good enough the last few years to lose. He, they always find a way to lose. And so, you know, one of these years, they're going to get it rolling in the right direction. And so who knows? Well, hopefully it's not this week. Yeah. Do you feel AFC North, is that is that locked up? You feel good about a championship mm, for the Steelers? N- never feel good about it, but I think they, they have to be the favorite. Yeah. You think they start 1-0, though, this week, right? Well, well yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I would think. I mean, I'd be, you know, I, it's, here's, here it is. I, here it is. It's one of those. I, here's what I'll leave you with. It's it's a it's I don't it's an I don't have to watch two game because I, I may not want to watch it if they're losing. There you, go. you know, I mean, I, there's certain games. It's a 50 50. I, I kind of have an expectation that they're going to go into Cleveland and get it done. But without Bell, I, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see what happens. I, I, I just it's interesting. Um you know, I'm I'm kind of glad they traded Martavius Bryant because, yeah, as we can see, I think he's done for the year or he's going to be done for the year, and they get a third round. They got a third pick. round pick for nothing. The I've Raiders, said, the Raiders waved him the other day. I know. I've I've said, I, I, you know, the, the Steelers' issue is maturity as a team. That's their issue. If they can overcome their own situations, they could have a great year. So we'll we'll see how it all plays itself out. And your Patriots. Uh, yeah, they start. Uh, they have a tough test to get things off against Houston. So not not an easy not not easing our way in in Houston the season. I believe so. Ooh. Yeah. So I think uh, the fact that Deshaun Washington's back, this Houston should have beat New England last year in New England. And that was kind of Watson's breakout game. Yep. And if uh, and it t- it took a you know two minute drill for Tom Brady to come down and score and and win the game. And I don't know. That's a scary Houston team with JJ Watt back and Jadevian Clowney and some of the guys. 
DeAndre Hopkins was unbelievable last year. Will Fuller should be healthy again this year. They're being tough. It'll be tough. tough. Houston's offensive line is terrible. That's the one thing. Is that right? And Lamar Lamar Miller in the backfield is kind of a corpse. So it's really Watson, their receivers, and their defense. But that can be good enough against the New England team that, who knows? We don't have, there's, yeah. It'll be interesting. Uh, yeah, I, it will be interesting how that plays itself out. But you know what? At the end of the day, you go with Brady and Belichick till they, they don't win that's it. What in I'm the gonna, East. Yeah, that's what I'm going to go with. I'm not, gonna, <laughs> I'm not changing that tune anytime soon. No, nope, so. that's for sure. It'll be fun to have football back this weekend from from all levels. Yep. Full slate of games on Saturday, including the University of North Dakota playing the Washington Huskies yep. in Seattle. You can watch that game on Pac-12 Network, by the way. We'll have a full recap of that on Midco Sports tonight on Monday. Lots of good stuff coming up this weekend. Get out and support your teams. A couple home matches as well. It's going to be a lot of fun. Final uh, congratulations to Coach Clay. Uh, 100%. Just, just awesome. Just really awesome. And uh, we are uh, really thankful, and we're going to cherish the next uh, academic year with him and then kind of figure him out later on. Enjoy year 34 of the Dick Clay era. Good stuff in the cross-country ranks. Big thanks again to our producer, David Folsky. Of course, as always, Bill Chaves. I'm Alex Heiner. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next week.